We've been in a series called Boldness. And uh, this, this is, this is uh, the, the final week of, of boldness. I, I was praying about whether to continue it or, or, or whether to segue. And after having spoken on a couple of these topics, I really feel God leading in a, in a different direction. But I'm excited about today because I think today holds the key for us reaching boldness. The key to reaching boldness. From the beginning, we said that boldness is behavior born from belief. Boldness is behavior born from belief. When, when you believe something, when you truly believe something, then you're going to act in such a way that you believe that in your life. So the same, when you've experienced Christ, when I once was lost but now I'm found, when you've experienced Christ, you can't help but then step into situations with a new boldness, a new zeal in your life. Your behavior is changed because of the belief you have in Christ. But again, boldness isn't so much the key, isn't so much the, uh, the goal, so much as spending time with God is. We said from the beginning that, that uh, time with Christ, when you spend time with Christ, when you have that first moment with Christ, it produces a faith. Faith then produces a boldness in your life. And in that boldness, in that act of stepping out, that will then produce the results that we read about in Acts. And from those results, you then can't help but want to spend more time with Christ, you have this perpetuating circle that just kind of continues building you up, exciting you. It's time with Christ. It's being one with him. It's a relationship. Boldness, in, the first, in week two, we talked about boldness in our prayer life. Boldness about not just praying God for, you know, oh, would you be with me today? When his word clearly states, I will be with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. But actually praying for boldness, for praying for, for, for God to, to, to move in your life in such a way that you're able to impact the community, able to, to impact people for eternity, impact generations. We then talked in the second week uh, about our speech, being able to, to speak out. Yes, living your life as an example is great, but there needs to come a point in time when you actually use your words to help and assist somebody. Our lives should always be an example. Number one, our lives should be an example, but, but that doesn't give us excuse to not then tell somebody why we are the way we are. There's a boldness that needs to come from our speech. Today, we're going to talk about what it takes to step out into boldness. Now, uh, again, we've, we've already said that time with Christ produces faith, which, which then produces boldness. But to expound on this, in our time with Christ, we're going to hear him speak. You're going to hear his word. And this feeds our faith. When you spend time with Christ, when you read what the word of God says about who you are, it increases your faith. But if we aren't obedient to his word, then we miss out on bold opportunities. So, bold obedience is the key. Bold obedience is the key. And I believe that God wants to speak to, to many here today because it's when you boldly obey that you experience his presence in supernatural ways. Uh, if you haven't been with us, we, we've been looking at a, a section of, of scripture, Acts chapter 4 and Acts chapter 5, and, and in this passage you see that Peter and John, who initially... Before their moment with Christ, uh, Peter himself was very timid. Bold speech, but, but didn't have the action to back it. And so you have Peter. Now he's all of a sudden, he's experienced Christ. After, after the resurrection, Jesus comes back, looks him in the eye. After Peter had denied him three times, Peter, Jesus looks Peter in the eye and says, man, I still love you. 
And if you love me, feed my sheep. In other words, I'm not kicking you to the curb. I'm not casting you out. Your ministry's not over, not done, just because, because you failed or, or, you, or, you, or you slid or something happened. On the contrary, I still believe in you. Jesus looked him in the eyes, and it was at that moment that I truly believed Peter had, had heard everything Jesus had said. Peter had heard everything Jesus had said, and he had a head knowledge, but he missed it by, by this much, the, the difference from your head to your heart. At that very moment, when Jesus looked Peter in the eyes, I, I truly believe that Peter had this moment where just this epiphany of, oh my gosh, he's now, he's now with me. He will never leave me, forsake me. He is with me always. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. It, it was at that moment where, where that boldness, where he could, he could just jump out, it, it was, was turned into a confidence, a behavior. And so now, all of a sudden, Peter was able to confidently walk in, in, in knowing that, man, when Jesus Christ ascended, he wasn't gone this time for good. Instead, he was here alive and well. And in the realization that he was alive and well, he said, man, I, I can do this. I can do this. The Spirit of God is with me. So in Acts chapter 4 and 5, the, uh, Peter and John were preaching Jesus. The religious rulers at the time, the Sadducees, didn't believe in the resurrection of Christ. And they said, you have to stop. No more preaching in this name. But, of course, Peter and John kept doing it, so much so that they, uh, they had the faith to see a guy who was standing outside of the temple for over 40 years had been lame, begging for money, begging for anybody to, to, uh, to help him out. Peter and John walked up, and they said, look, the guy asked them, hey, can you give me some money? And they said, look, silver and gold we don't have, but what we do have what we do have, the, the behavior that you now see in me is going to rise up. The boldness that we now have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And all of a sudden, a man who had been lame for 40 years walked, got up and, and started running. Now, mind you, listen, this is, this is a man who had been outside the temple gates. So the, the religious rulers very well knew this man, very well knew. And, and everybody in town is required to come to the temple. Everybody knows who this guy is. So this is a, a, a massive stir in the community. Everybody knows that, hey, wait, where's, where's John? What happened to the, the guy that, that was always sitting right here as we walked into the temple? As we walked in, to, you know, to, to, we'd always see this man, and now he's gone. And, and what's he doing? He's running up and down the streets claiming he's healed. There was something different, and the whole town knew it. The apostles were, were taken, they were locked up, but the Sadducees, the religious rulers, couldn't keep them prisoned because everybody knew that they had done this big miracle. And so now they, they let them go. The, now the, the apostles are praying and people, people are now being healed. Pe the, people are now being, I mean, demons are, it, Scripture talks about demons being cast out of people. And all of a sudden, hundreds of people are now coming to the knowledge of who Christ is within their own life. They're having now their own experience, their own firsthand time with Christ. So people's lives are being changed. Boldness, faith is being produced. Boldness is, is starting to rise up within the community. And so the religious rulers, they, they felt pressure. I, I mean, their immediate thought is, we've got to shut this down. They, they had knew that, that Rome was still kind of overseeing, if you will, all of this area. And, and if they didn't keep a hand on what was going on in their area, here they had just taken Jesus to Rome and said, man, we must crucify this guy. And Rome said, sure, okay, let's do that. Well, they crucified him. But now 
now the, the name is, is starting to get out. It's starting to get even bigger. The, 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 the momentum is starting to grow. And if Rome notices that they can't control their own people, Rome's just going to step in and take control for them. So there's a bit of jealousy going on. And that's where we pick up. I want to pick up in Acts chapter 5, starting in verse 17. It says this. Then the high priest and all his associates who were members of the party of the Sadducees were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people the full message of this new life. There's, uh, there's some bold obedience happening with the apostles, with, with Peter, with John, with some of the others. There's, there's a confidence that's welled up. There's a faith that's been built. And there's a boldness that's, that's starting to arise. And, and they're seeing the results. And, and through these couple scriptures here, I, I want to show you what I see, uh, three different principles that, that I believe will truly, that, uh, will, will truly impact your life as you start to spend more time with God and your faith is built. In verse 18, I want to show you, number one, bold obedience triggers opposition. Bold obedience will always trigger opposition. In, in verse 18, we read, they, being the religious leaders, arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. Now, remember, this is the second time that they've been thrown in jail for preaching. You preach the good news, you're arrested. They're let go, flogged, released, and, and then they preach the good news and they're arrested. Now, in our Christian culture today, we would immediately rise up and say, well, that's not how it's supposed to be. That's unacceptable. I mean, they were doing the Lord's work. Um, I was, I, at the, a previous church I was working at, we had two campuses, and, and my job was to, to start, start one service, get it going, uh, working in, in music and worship, we'd get that whole thing going, and, and then we'd leave, turn it over to the pastor, we'd leave, and, and we'd have to drive 45 minutes to the second location where we would then get the people uh, going, get them, get them ready for, for worshiping the Lord. One particular Sunday, um, I, with the vigor of the Lord, led the people in worship, got out, got in my car, and in my haste to do the Lord's work, may or may not have been exceeding the speed limit a little bit. <laughs> the female DPS trooper with her lights on behind me seemed to think I was. I, I did not think it was that bad. But here I was, uh, she pulled me over, I pulled off to the side of the highway, and, and my immediate thought was, I've got this. I mean... I'm doing the Lord's work. Roll down my window. A little, little bit of confidence of God in me. She walks up. She says, why are you traveling so fast, ma'am? Or sir, why are you traveling so fast? And, and you know, the, of course, the immediate you know, spirit inside of me, you wrestle not, you know, there was, there was flesh and there was spiritual. and the, the, the flesh in me wanted to say, well, you don't know that I really was speeding, but, you know. And I'm like, you know what, no, we're just going to keep this spiritual, hallelujah. And so I, I laid it on. I'm like, ma'am. I'm a pastor, doing the Lord's work. Hallelujah. <laughs> I just finished one service leading the people in the glory of God. Woo. 
And now I'm on my way. I'm heading over to this other town because we have another location. And the people there, they need to hear what the Lord is doing today. I mean, I I had it. And and in my mind, what should have happened is like her immediately saying, oh, my gosh, I need Jesus. I would have stepped out of my car on the highway. I would have prayed for And, like, all of a sudden, cars would have stopped, and, like, a miracle would have happened. People are getting touched, anointed. Like, everybody's just. And then she would have said, we got to get you to this other church. They have to hear what God is doing. And so, like, with a police escort going 120, I would have made it the rest of the way. That's what should have happened. She, uh looked at me with this cold, blank stare. And she said, yeah, everyone I've pulled over this morning is going to church. You'll be receiving a ticket. (laughs) No! And there's still just that little bit of, okay, she's going back to the car. Maybe maybe God's going to hit her now. You know, maybe. And then he'll, it's, it's happening. Came back, ticket. We often think I'm obeying God. I mean, I, I go to church. Everything should work out in my life. I, I, I prayed, and, and so because I prayed, I, I should make an A on my exams. My kids should never get sick because, man, I, I'm in prayer all the time. And, or, or because I, I, I tithe regularly, and then, then this should happen in my life. We have this mentality, or, or, you know, right now, here we are, we're getting close to to football season, starting to start back up, and some of you are, are even dabbling in, in a little fantasy football. I enjoy fantasy football, but I can't rightfully assume that just because I'm a pastor, that means I'm going to dominate because God's on my side. But we have that mentality, don't we? We have this idea that, well, God's on my side, therefore everything is going to be smooth sailing. It's going to be easy. We tend to think that, though. But the reality is when you boldly obey God, you, you will find any opposition in your life. If, if everything is smooth, I, I, would, I would ask you to check yourself and say, God, are, are there areas where I need to step into boldly obedient to you? Look, and, and I, don't, I don't know what it could be for each and every individual in this room. Uh, across this room, there's different situations, different people that are facing different things, different circumstances, and, and, and whatever it is, God could be telling you to, to try something out, to do something. And I, I look at the story of the apostles when, when Jesus looked at them. They'd been fishing all day, and, and Jesus says, hey, cast your net on the other side. Sometimes it seems small, it seems insignificant, it almost even seems stupid when you hear what God is telling you to do, but I, I encourage you to obey Because it's only through that bold obedience that you then can step into God's results. For some, it could be maybe maybe debt in your life. You're struggling with debt and and you really hear God saying, man, it's time to cut back in certain areas, certain lives. And and now all of a sudden, instead of having every 365 channels all in HD, surround sound, 4K, whatever, now you have 12 uh, and, you know, or, or maybe it's all just internet streamed. And, and your friends are going to say, hey, did you catch the fight last night? And you're saying, no, no, didn't, didn't catch. Well, why not? Well, I'm cutting back in certain areas. Why would you do that? That's dumb. You're going to face opposition. For some of you here, uh, man, your, your marriages are facing opposition. Or if you're single, you, you've been dating a moron time and time again. <laughs> And maybe, maybe you hear God telling you, hey, 
I don't know, maybe stop it <laughs> and just spend time with me. And so all of a sudden, it's going to be Friday night, and everybody's going out. They're hanging out, and they're going to call you up and say, hey, man, we're, we're, we're going to go down to the bar. We're going to go hang out. Well, you want to come? And, and you're saying, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to stay home and, and read the word tonight. <laughs> That's dumb. How are you going to meet another moron if you're staying at home reading the word? <laughs> you're going to get opposition. I, I Look, I'm going to step on some toes here. There's going to be some of you where, where all of a sudden you feel God telling you, you know what, I'm not going to put my kid in traveling whatever league this year because I think that we need to grow as a family and we need to be in church. Uh-oh. Look, I have nothing against traveling leagues. I have nothing against people missing a Sunday to be with their family doing that. But, but sometimes we have this mentality that, that our three-year-old in T-ball, if he doesn't play for the Nationals, then he's not going to make the major leagues. <laughs> Guess what? There's going to be things that God is telling you to do within your life. And I can promise you, every time that you, you feel the, that God is telling you to obey, to step out into a certain area, there's going to be opposition. There's going to be questions, whether it be from friends, from family, from, from people that you don't even know. They're going to look at you in a funny way and say something, and, 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 and you're going to sit there and start to rewind and, and start to doubt God. But, but I'm telling you, every time you step into obedience, it's going to face opposition. When you obey God, you're going to see opposition. Don't worry when you do. Instead, worry when you don't. When you boldly obey, you'll trigger opposition. The second one I want to talk about here in the next verse we see is when you boldly obey, here's the great thing. The results come. Results come from bold obedience. When you boldly obey, you release God's miracles in your life. The results come from acts of obedience. When you obey, you can expect God to show up to work supernaturally in your life. In verse 19, it says this, and look, I love Luke, this, listen to this statement. In verse 19, it's just matter of fact, here it is. Listen, he says this, Luke writing Acts says, no emotion, no big setup, just a statement, but during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Huh? Ah. Look, I'm, like, if, if an angel of the Lord shows up, and pulls me out of prison. Number one, we don't need to ask why I was in prison. Let's segue to the end. Say an angel of the Lord shows up. My story, my written story, is going to be a little different. Like, I, there's, going to be, there's going to be a Pentecostal hanky coming out. I'm telling you what. Whoo, it was dark in there. It was dark all around. Hallelujah. You, get, you got to get the inflection going there. Because all of, oh, look, you're getting excited. I can feel it. It was dark all around, but hallelujah, the Lord's light came a-shining down in the place. Ooh, right? Look, y'all are going to start running before I'm done here. <laughs> the story would be different. If an angel of the Lord showed up and did something for me, all of a sudden, I'm going I'm to be excited about it. But, but here's the thing. To Luke... An angel of the Lord appeared and opened up the doors of the jail cell. To him, that was no big deal. <laughs> this is just a simple statement. During the night, an angel of the Lord appeared, uh, you know, they, as they do, opened up the doors and, and brought us out, as he always does. Because when you walk in obedience to God, you're not surprised when God shows up. 
When you walk in obedience to God, you're not surprised when God shows up and all of a sudden God does something supernaturally, and yet what do we do? Look, let's be honest this morning. How many people can honestly raise their hand and say that you've prayed for something and then been surprised when it happened? Well, there's like a few truthful people in here. The rest of you are liars. I've done it. I've done it so many times. I, you know, my kids, and I encourage prayer in their lives, and I tell them how much God loves them, how much God cares for them, and, and he listens to them, and then they'll pray, and I'm like, mm, yeah, okay, that'll happen. How terrible is that? And then the next day, they'll come home, and daddy, 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 guess what? This, this happened, this happened, this happened, just like I prayed. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> When you walk in obedience to God, you're not surprised when God shows up. Look, I'm not saying that nothing ever goes wrong. I'm not saying that things don't go wrong in life. Uh, the apostles are in prison. That, that's, that's a bad situation. But in the middle of the bad day, the provision of God through an angel shows up. Look, when you walk in obedience to God, you can't be surprised when God comes through. You shouldn't be surprised when God comes through. Bold obedience will usually trigger opposition, but it releases God's miracles. And then number three, my last point is this. It always requires faith. Time with Christ builds faith in our lives. Every single time that God prompts you to do something, it's going to take faith to obey him. But listen here, church. This, this isn't, faith isn't some new daunting task. Faith comes simply from spending time with Christ. Faith comes simply from spending time with Christ. Peter and John had spent time with Christ. They knew Jesus. They, they knew that his spirit was alive and well inside of them. And with that was the power to boldly obey. Verse 20, listen here. The angel of the Lord tells them, go stand in the temple court and tell the people the full message of this new life. Okay, hold up. We did that. We got arrested. We did that again. We got arrested. You're busting us out. The angel's telling them to go back and do what the people who, who have the power, the authority to, to end their lives, to, to beat them, to whip them, to throw them back into prison, what they told you not to do, the angel's saying, go do this. Look, when God prompts you to do something, it's going to take faith. I, I think a lot of times our mentality, what we tend to think is, is in situations when we're facing hardships, when we're facing storms or, or walking through valleys, we, we tend to, to, to pray or, or to believe that God's going to remove us from that situation. This hell that I'm going through, it, it's over. God has delivered me. But many times, God's not removing the storm so much he's building in you the knowledge that he's bigger than the storm. Look, God never said he'd take you out of the valleys of life, but he did promise that he would be with you always. He promised that he'd never leave you, never forsake you. Look, I got news for you. Scripture tells us with God that all things are possible. So maybe the very situations in your life where God is busting the doors wide open is not to pull you out of it, but to send you right back in with a new confidence, a new vigor, a new, a new zeal for him. Because time with Christ produces faith, produces boldness. You'll see the results, and then what happens? All of a sudden, people get on. People get on, and people's lives are changed. 
If you want to see God's miracles in your life, you're going to have to have a bold obedience. It's grounded in faith, which is just time with Christ. But, but it's through the testing of your faith that God develops perseverance within you. When you boldly obey, you're going to face opposition, and it will take faith, but your faith will often be met with God's miracles. Some of you today, God's going to speak to you. We, we talked about uh, people rising up, starting a community group. And for some in here this morning, your immediate response is, I, I, I don't know. I, I, can't, I don't know how to do that. I don't know. And look, I encourage you to step out in boldness. It's going to take faith. For some of you, man, God, is, God has ministries in this room. Ministries that are, that are going to touch areas within this community that I personally can't even reach, but, but you've got the gift and the ability to reach out, whether it be through a business or, 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 or through a new startup or, or, or whatever it is. But God's going to ask you to step into situations with someone that, that maybe there's a hurt relationship that you're dealing with. And God's going to say, man, I want you to step in and make this right. It's going to take faith. We talked about here the, these last couple weeks, we talked about giving and, and, and the giving of our, uh, of our, you know, monetarily giving. The giving of our time, the giving of money, yes, but, but the giving of our lives so much more. And it takes faith to, to give up because our mindset, our mentality is, well, if I give up, then I'm going to be less than. But God's word says just the opposite. It's going to take faith to step into these situations. It always takes faith. But I believe that there's people here that are going to be obedient and they're going to take that step of faith and, and through those steps of faith we're going to see miracles like we've, we've never seen before in this area. I, I, I pray, I pray for reconciliation here within our community. I, I pray, man, that, that we would be something different, that we wouldn't just be a, another four walls but that we would be the church, not a building, but that we would be a church that reaches out and that the people we live among will see how awesome is the work that God is doing in this place. But look, it's gonna take obedience. It's gonna take faith. Listen, as the band's coming up, as I begin to close, I said begin to close, that gives me like 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I wanna look here just at these last couple scriptures. Look at what the apostles did in verse 21. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts as they had been told and began to teach the people. The doors are busted open in the middle of the night. They didn't go home, have a snack, and have some good sleep and, and rest and wait. They didn't delay. They obeyed immediately. Delayed obedience? Uh, delayed obedience is disobedience. Partial obedience is disobedience. Whenever God prompts you, man, you've got to obey completely. Step in, you obey immediately, no matter what. No matter how big it is, and you're sitting there daunted, you know, you're scared by how big something is, or even how small something is, and you're looking at it like, why even bother? Man, step into it with boldness immediately. When God prompts you, even if it doesn't make sense, you obey. And that's what the apostles did, man. And because of their obedience, the religious leaders, so again, here now a third time, the religious leaders bring them back in. They preached, they got arrested. They preached, they got arrested. They went back out and they obeyed. The angel said, look, go and do it again. They preached and they got arrested again. And in verse 28, the, the religious leaders are, are pounding on them. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. And yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than man. 
It's going to be difficult. You're going to face opposition. It's going to be difficult. You're going to face opposition. But as you continue reading in this passage, all of a sudden, they, they went out from there. Again, this time, they were flogged. They were beaten. They were sent out. Again, told, don't preach in this name. But again, they knew that they couldn't contain it because what had been built up inside of them, what they had seen, the time that they had spent with Christ was, was now something produced, a, a, a faith that had grown and welled up inside of them, so much so that they step out in obedience and boldness. And, and because of that, they were seeing miracles. The passage continues. It said hundreds, hundreds and hundreds were drawn to the faith that people immediately saw what God was doing in people's lives they miracles all of a sudden started happening because because they decided that they must obey God rather than man in other words you don't know what we've seen you don't know where I was you don't know what my life was like I once was lost but now I'm found praise God I can stand up today and say man things are different I'm no longer a slave to sin. Why? Simply because I'm a child of God. And as I realize I'm a child of God, man, all of a sudden, I, I, there's an emotion, there's a, there's a stirring within that builds this confidence, a faith that grows. Man, I pray that we unleash our faith this morning. I pray that we as a people, as the church, as the body of Christ, unleash our faith this morning and that the people we live among will see how awesome is the work that God is doing. Look, we speak boldly about what we believe deeply, and it's not an option. It's not, it's not if, maybe, it's not when. Guys, you, you fall so in love with Christ, you don't care what anybody else thinks, what anybody else says, or, or how it makes you look. We're servants of the Most High. Because we must obey God rather than man. Again, I encourage you, there's people across this room this morning that, that God's been telling you to step out and do something new. Some of you have, have expressed desires or, or visions, and, and man, I, I encourage you. If you hear God telling you to do something, step out and do it. And I, I'm not saying it's all going to go smooth and easy, but I will say this, man, God's got some mighty things planned for your life. Mighty things planned for your life. Bow your heads with me as I close. Lord God, I thank you. Father, I pray this morning that across this room that, that, that your spirit would, would, would just bring a revelation into our lives, Lord God, that you would seal this truth within our lives, within our hearts, that, that we would be different, Lord God, that we wouldn't be the same, Lord Jesus, but that we would be transformed, our minds renewed because we spend time with you. And because we spend time with you, our faith is built, and in our faith being built, there's this boldness, the obedience to step in, Lord God, and all of a sudden, we start to witness the miracles that we've been praying for. The families, Lord God, coming back to Christ that we thought never would, Lord Jesus. The, the, the people around us, Lord God, seeing what God is doing. More faith and more boldness, more glory for you, all this for your glory, God. I pray that you would make us so, so in love with your Son that the world would be amazed by our boldness and they would take note that we have been with Christ and they would see how awesome it is, the work that you were doing in this place. As I close, let me have everybody stand as I finish in prayer. If y'all stand with me, let's join together. If you're here this morning and, and you're part of, a, I believe, a, a large group of people that would say, I haven't been bold in certain areas or, or God's given me a vision for something and I haven't stepped into that. Look, I believe it's all of us across this room. I think each and every individual in this room has an area of your life that God is asking you to do something and we've been timid or we've been held back. No longer, church. No longer, church. We're going to be bold 
for Christ. You start obeying and God's going to start speaking. You're going to recognize his voice. Father, I pray that we as your people, as the body of Christ, would fall so in love with you, Father, that we would see your work, we would hear your truth, your word alive and well inside of us, and that your word would build faith within us in God, that we would come to a place where we don't care what others say. Give us the strength, Lord God, to, to step out with a righteous indignation, Lord God, not, not with some sort of uh, cocky slap back, Lord God, but, but with, with your love inside of our lives, Father. That your love shining through us would reach into people's hearts. It would shine into the deepest, darkest of cells, Lord God. And people would see your hand reaching out to help them up. That your glory would be revealed, Lord God. Even when the opposition is against us, Lord God. When it takes all the faith that we have, Father. That we would follow you and not be surprised by the miracles that we see. When we step out in obedience, God, make us, lead us to be fully surrendered, to be obedient in life, Lord Jesus. To live boldly for the one who gave his life so that we might have an abundant life. God, I thank you. I thank you, Father, for your glory, your name, for your son. And for the obedience, Lord God, that each and every individual in this room now will step into. It's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, I encourage you, go obediently and follow what he's telling you to do. God bless you all. Y'all have a wonderful one day, Sunday, Sunday afternoon.